Hello there, and welcome to a Dungeons and Dragons role-playing podcast. My name is Stacy, and I'm the GM. Come with me and my good friend Mick. Join us in our weekly discussion about our campaign. Listen to our successes and failures while trying to flex our role-playing muscle. The funny bits, the dumb bits, and the all-around good time that comes with this great activity. The cast is... Oraki, the Kudu tribe Knoll from Dabu, who tends to see things others cannot. Kalen, the human paladin with an ass for a brother. Akmenas, the tiefling paladin with a tale of loss. Silhouette... A pixie that is definitely not Tinkerbell. Odvik, the human fighter that ponders about planned weddings. Calidus, the elf-marked wizard that was too tiny to be a barbarian. And finally Elbrum, the Asmar warlock with a shady past. The campaign setting is the Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using the Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So that's the cast. That's the campaign. Now, good people, welcome to the show. In this episode, we continue with the Pool of Blood adventure. Things have wound down, and Calidus glows with indigo light. Three Tiscali corpses lay scattered about. Kaland and Akmenas stand at the pedestal with the mysterious dial. Odvik starts to strip down, ready to take a dip in the pool of blood. Sil whispers in Elbrum's ear. And Doraki, she fills a vial with a sample of blood from the pool. Calidus heads off to investigate Tuscully corpses and the pillars. The rest of the party postulates that Calidus's glow is tied to his Vrillstone. But... He's not wielding magic. Why hasn't that glow dissipated? Is it the blood? The dial on the pedestal seems to whisper, Turn me. Turn me. Should the Grey Company turn it? Most definitely. As Calidus tries to solve the mystery of Tuscali masonry tools at the pillars, one pillar fills with blood. Investigation time is over. Turn the dial again. All three pillars are filled with blood. The earth rumbles anew. Tension mounts. Then the three pillars erupt and spray blood into the sky. The blood collates as it falls and forms into an angry, angry blood elemental. The battle is joined. And now, the empty pool reveals strange, writhing and tangling vines and a trapdoor. Before words were divine ambitions. Do you want to know more? Then sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. Interesting thing is there's nothing about the blood that makes it appear to be anything to do with the vampires. If we haven't identified it as being as a blood that we know of, then we can say that vampires are sucking bloods out of humans, then this is not related to that. And we couldn't identify the blood as being anything that we know of, and we should have. With, with Calidus's knowledge of history and medicine and all of that, if, if he couldn't identify it, then you'd have to be looking at it and saying, well, this is something outside the realms of where we are. And I have to admit, you guys did completely ignore the percussion and the, the percussion causing you guys to talk about your first magical experience. You guys just, okay, experience that, done. I mean, I missed that one, but if we all got pushed back 15 feet, my first question is, well, the centre of the percussion must have been between us and the Toscali. What did we see there? Uh, it, it was something 30 feet away from us. No one... We didn't see anything. I wasn't there at that no. time. What what caused it? Where did it come from? Mm-hmm. I keep getting hung up on the fact that Toscali talks. I keep going back to that, and I'm going to go back <laughs> that for weeks. I will go back to well. The here, fact here's the thing that too. The Toscali talked that that to me Mayor goes Gimmert. back to throws me back into this whole thing of 
Maybe it's not a Tuscali invasion. Maybe it's a Tuscali warning. Who knows? Well, and Mayor Gimort told you guys that they discovered the pool. Cade was a shepherd boy who discovered it two months ago, and since then he has disappeared. And they have communicated to Pervastet this problem. That's what you guys know. You, you guys didn't push the conversation any further than that, so you didn't get any more details than that. Was there more involved? Like, what else did they do? I, I know you guys got hung up on, for a while there, you thought that he was hiding the fact that there was a Tuscali invasion in the city until you guys asked him a question, at which point he, he very readily revealed that, oh, yes, we've been repairing since the invasion six months ago. I guess I would look back at that and say that, given that he knows why we're there, and there's no animosity only, between... Only the... because he had no idea. He seen the, the marking on your guys' ship... He didn't recognize it as pallid court until you guys told him, and then mm. he freaked out because yeah. he, in his mind, it was something related to the vampires because it was a pool of blood. Yeah, and I think that when we come back, we can, if we discover it's nothing to do with the vampires, which is where it seems to be heading, we come back and we say this is it, and he'd be more forthcoming about what else is going on. But again, you look at the fact that one guy's disappeared. Yep. And everybody else ran for the hills. The fact that one person's missing is not significant, given that half the town disappeared, and they all disappeared at the same time. Just like in... Uh, now I mean, I'm assuming, uh, you... from, from what we know, Cade disappeared at the same time. Yeah. He didn't disappear. There was a Tuscala invasion. Half the town disappeared, never to be seen Six again. Six months ago. Yes. The exact same. So, Elbrum, so when did Cade disappear? You're, you're when the when old, did Cade you... disappear? Here's the thing. You know that Oraki was affected by the Tuscali invasion. You know that Elbrum was affected by the Tuscali yeah. invasion. From Kalen's point of view, you know that he came out of a Tuscali tunnel. You don't know much about Akmenis because you guys haven't talked to him about it. You don't know much about Odvik as well and, and how they've been affected by the Tuscali as well. Mm -hmm. But what you do know from, from being in the refugee camp, and this is whether or not you guys remember this, is that the refugee camp was only formed roughly six months ago. Well, I guess six and a half months ago now because mm. it's been almost half a month since you guys have been having your adventure. But everybody arrived at more or less the same time. Well, I, I was under the impression that they were all refugees from a Tuscali invasion. Because that's what I told you in session zero. Yeah. So the point being? So you arrived at Neber and he said that it was six months ago. Yeah. They found the pool two months ago, so... You're saying that here the cage disappeared no, no, I'm just trying to get at the, the same timing. time. No, I'm assuming Cade disappeared. Okay, he told, so Cade he told you that no, Cade disappeared. I, I, I missed that. Well, in that case, then Cade disappeared. He he he. Cade discovered he it two months ago, and then he disappeared. and he disappeared a month and a half ago. Yeah, well, um, from our point of view, is it relevant? No, not really. Yeah, it, this it, is the ability it, of you it, guys it, to recall the stuff you've learned and see where if things tie together. Well, and the other thing too is we look at that one and we just throw that one in the bin of not relevant. He disappeared. Yeah, people disappear every day. Yeah. If if, if he's disappeared, I'm, I could go back to what I said earlier on, which is that the last the Tuscali that said, wait, is not actually a Tuscali. Could be Cade has been captured and transformed into it. And well, the thing is, is too, this thing. again, this is about. At the end of the day, what do you guys recall of the things I say and how relevant are they with regard to what you know on the situations? And there's been yeah. times where you guys recall just the most obscure stuff and I'm like, oh God, yeah, shoot, that is relevant here where I've completely forgotten that. But other times, you know, I've told you guys stuff and hope that you've seen the relevance and pff, no, you guys don't see the relevance. And I struggle on whether or not I Look, tell... And in, this, and in this particular scenario, there could be a Huge amount of relevance. Yes. To the yes. fact that Cade <laughs> disappeared two months ago. Yeah. But from our point of view. Yep. That, that's just it. This is one of those things are, where. Cade's, Cade's connection to discovering the pool mm -hmm. is insignificant because the, we were sent by the vampires who know it's there and that there's all this crap going on about the pool being there. Who discovered it is totally irrelevant. Whether they disappeared or not is completely irrelevant it's, and easily explainable. He's discovered the pool. It was a big secret. He came back to town. Someone who knows the secret killed him. The pool is there. No, no, there's no, there was no secret about it. It was a hidden oasis, is what I said. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, no, no, it's it, it's a hidden oasis. Yeah, and he's discovered this. 
And then, as with and all of when these, he discovered as, it, Gimort went and asked for help and started saying, "What the fuck are the vampires doing out there?" Yeah, and someone has, at the time that Cade has let this slip, they've gone, "Damn it! You revealed our secret." I mean, Cade could have been one of the people of this inner group of people that was protecting it from ever being discovered. <laughs> and then, so Cade is one of the twelve. Oh, I like the twelve. We know the twelve. They're from Killing Eve. Yeah. So Cade is one of the twelve. And so Cade has decided that things aren't going the way that he'd planned. He's decided to leave and but tell he's everyone a boy. This. Sorry? He's a boy. He's a boy, yeah, that's right. And he's told everybody that he's no longer prepared to be involved with the Twelve. And so he's come back to town. He's told the mayor that there's a pool there. The mayor, of course, is the leader of the Twelve, and no one really knows it. So the mayor has shot him dead and buried him out in the desert. But it's too late because he also told his mother, who then told the ladies in the sewing circle, and then, of course, that's the end of it. Once the sewing circle knows about it, everybody knows ask. about it. And so the next thing you find out is that they have to tell the vampires, we're out there, Cade's death is insignificant. The mayor was hoping that by killing Cade there wouldn't be an issue, but now he's got to go along with this whole vampire thing that he doesn't want to go along with in the first place. I So, boom, Cade is totally insignificant to this thing. I have to, to sit and listening is, I know you're being, you're, you're, you're pulling my yarn here, but... I have to sit there. It does make me wonder now, because I, I, I'm, I'm recalling uh, Oraki's conversation when you guys were sitting in the common room at the Nebber Inn, and he was like, Yeah, so I don't trust that game, was that? I'm wondering now, is there any NPC that you guys have actually encountered that you've trusted? Because um, I'm sitting there thinking, when you met Hazi, you guys were like, okay, there's enough information, Hazi's corrupt, and Lugo's corrupt, and Ciro is corrupt, and... I'm no, like, Lugo. Wow. No, 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 no. We don't. We don't necessarily believe Lugo's corrupt. Not now anymore. No, but you you started with Lugo, and the, yep. you start with Lugo, and you're going from a position of like, well, Hazi's crooked, and look. And when we met Hazi, we didn't mm. think Hazi was corrupt. Like we rocked into that. We rocked into that camp with no right to go into the pyramid, and had to talk our way past Hazi. And Hazi did exactly what he should have done, which is like, yep. I don't believe anything you guys are saying. Yeah. Yet he still let us go in there. That, that, all the reasons would make us think not so much that he's corrupt as that he's gullible, that we actually talked our way past him. We only found out he was corrupt when we got in there. And then the connection is, well, if Hazi's dodgy and Lugo's his in command and they are, we see them chatting together all the mm. time, then Lugo's corrupt. Then Lugo's corrupt. We have Ahit, we don't have any issues about Ahit being corrupt. We don't have any issues about Karima being corrupt. We don't have any issues about Mehmet being corrupt. Those people are clearly on our side. Even Onka is on our side. We don't think Onka's out there to join our group and to spy on us. And the only person that thinks that that uh, Joachim is um, dodgy was Iraqi. This is the bloke that saved our asses. I'm I'm more inclined to believe that he's not corrupt. That he's actually there to help us. He's actually there. I go back to my theory that he's actually been sent by the Pallet Court just to help us out, or if not the Pallet Court, by the Grand Council, because that's a possibility. That's right. They you would know as well. Yeah. He could have come from the Grand Council, and he is I there think, to and watch every, us and to keep us alive. Everybody shut you down too when you said that, didn't they? I always come up with these. I, I'm, I always come up with I, I, an, I ex- mean, an I explanation had... that, is, that is so preposterous that it could be believed. But the reason for the preposterous explanation, like I've just done with, you said something too that everybody was just like, "What?" You said something. What? So, God, what was it? You'd said someone was related to the Tuscali or working for the Tuscali, and everybody's just like, "What?" <laughs> they they're just like, where, "Where did you get that one from?" Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah throwing Probably, out these yeah, obscure, you throw out these things like yeah. because at the end of the day, if you don't know where you're going, in the absence of anything to basis, any proof of this, yep. then yep. then you've got to keep in mind that. There are other possibilities, and if you've got a preposterous possibility now, yep. so we've got the preposterous possibility that the guy, the, the Toscali that said, wait, wasn't actually that, it was Cade, yep. right, who'd been turned into a Toscali because, yep. and he spoke common, and that's, that's, it fits everything nicely and ties it all up in a bow, yep. Yep. and we've just killed Cade. Yep. If, if you've got those kind of possibilities there, then you do allow the possibility that the Toscali are not here to wipe out the town, but the Tuscali could be here to stop Cobal from rising up and dominating the place and killing everybody in town. And he's 
been around for 400 years, but the fact that he's been around for 400 years simply means he's getting his act together and he's going to take over the loyal debt and that'll be the end of you all. Or there's something else going on that you guys still haven't figured out yet. Yeah, there are lots of potential plots. And locking into the Tuscali going to kill everybody yep. and kill us, that's pretty much based on the fact that from what we've seen and every time we come across them, they try and kill us. This is the first possibility of seeing them where they don't, where there is a, a possibility they that something different is happening with the Tuscali. Yep. Not suggesting that we're going to sit down and have a meeting with them. Like, well, and he, here's the other thing too is that I, I just I'm just quickly looking in Discord to remind myself some of the things that I told each of the other players. So I told a bunch of the other players some stuff, some thoughts that maybe they were thinking about as they were heading towards there or maybe not just thoughts, maybe some other stuff. And I wanted to see if any of that would come up and become influence some of the conversation points. But I don't think it has, which is a shame because I, I know you sit there and you come up with these crazy ideas and, and some of the, I'm not going to say, actually, I won't say anything about that. Some crazy ideas, but I get the feeling that, I mean, you're thinking outside of the box. You're trying to figure out where the hell is, is Stacy trying to take us in this Tuscully thing. No, I'm no. It's not no. I'm, I'm looking at the other possibilities so that any outrageous option, right, fits as a contrary to to where you think you're supposed to be going. Yep. I am still in the situation of it is a Tuscali invasion. There is an issue going on with the 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 court, the supreme commanders. There is friction and yeah, with vizier. The vizier that you met. The vizier. My strongest possibility from the minute that we went into the pallet court and heard about, I am convinced that this whole issue lies in an uprising, an overthrowing of government. That's that's where this is coming from. And it may or may not be with the cooperation of the Tuscali. Or it could be with Cabal raising an army. But I think that that's where the... That's where... That's the key to the whole thing, and that's the one that I think is the strongest possibility. All of these on the way through, though, are ways of tying all of the different people into different plots or different possible solutions so that I don't just fix on it and go, that's where we're going. Because if we go, that's where we're going, we won't do anything else, and we won't see anything else. We will not be open to any of the other possibilities of things that could occur. You know, and some of them I don't think are that preposterous. I, no, I, I no, know no. I make yeah. them sound silly. Yeah, but Cade disappearing two months ago and being and turned into a Tuscali to me in this in the world that we are working are, are playing in, Why that's not? actually not preposterous, and it would be perfectly consistent with what's going on. The Tuscali walked into this town, and the people were able to hide in the town. Yep, go away. Exactly. I mean that that to me just does not fly. What does in that the mean? Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. I just don't that the Tuscali that burrow underground, the Tuscali that have been Why around for years. Why did they just years, take everybody? They that they couldn't find them mm-hmm. is just illogical to me. And so that that sort of goes okay. But a, my, my point is is that what I was coming to with this is that Calidus is having those thoughts, and as you as the player are trying to bring those thoughts in and sometimes i wonder if some of the other guys are even thinking along that lines or just thinking of what this current adventure means so when they're saying oh well isn't it obvious that the blood is going into the pillar yeah that is just them looking at it from a very outside view in and not really questioning anymore i did say at one stage, yeah, no, I, I, I did say at one stage well how do you know turn that? it back the other way yeah to see if it goes back into the lake oh, yeah. and and that sort of well i didn't have no, that, that didn't happen. And and but, the other one that and the other one that I would have liked to have done was that when one or two of them were full to examine it more fully to see if you know, if I knock a hole in it, does it bleed all out? Does it come out? And what are the hieroglyphics on the pillars? All that kind of stuff. Yep. yep. So yeah, there, there's and this is not a criticism of 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 what they're doing. I think that when you the way we we play this. And this is part of the emotion. We are playing this at a level that you don't get to think a lot about what goes on. In real, in, in real time, like in real playing time, the decisions and the things that they're saying, uh, that's as good as it's going to get. 
because there is no time to scratch yourself. Well, this you, is the you, thing you too don't is... get. You know, we have been there. We arrived there. We snuck up the top to look over the top. Had we been able to do that and look over the top, we would have been able to form a much better opinion of what was going on. We would have seen the things that were there. Mm-hmm. We would have seen what the Tuscali had been doing. Mm-hmm. We would have seen the bad guy flying around the, the ring of stones. And we would have been able to draw some conclusions from that and to, to test those out. But we didn't. We ended up in a fight and then we ended up at another fight. And now we're here looking at a trap door and... What would you like to do? I'd like to sit down and, and have a, a think about this and a discussion about this and examine everything that's around here. And that'll take us a day to turn over the whole area, in which time whatever's in the trapdoor is going to come out and eat us. But at the same so time, you don't well, have that. You no, don't have that. No, sort of no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I agree. Like, if you, if, if you guys as a party say, okay, you know what? All right, GM, as we, this is, this is our plan. Yes, we might not have. A full set of gear but we're going to make do and we'll suffer through it we will ration our rations until we get there but when we get there when we are like 500 feet away or whatever arbitrary number you guys decide on this is what we want to do you have every possibility to do that and for me to narrate what that means and it's going to happen and absolutely uh, that's really on you guys to, to go and, uh, ahead and have those conversations and say that and come no, out no, but I'm, I'm, in terms of game playing time Time keeps marching on. We don't have a day to sit down and have a long conversation about possibilities and where it could go. Right now, we are sitting beside a place that's got a trap door in an area that... that it, it's got a trap door. has gone down a hole, and they can come back out of that hole as easy and he, as they And here's down. the thing, too. Like Again, so the question is... is and, and to me, this is... It's a good question, is, well, how long have they been there? And what would I like to do? All of those things... You look at it and say, well, I've been chiseling away up the other end. You look at the tools, you look at the pile of, of broken rocks that are lying around you. Were you, you in that, form a that West Marches? about how long it takes to, for that to figure out what's been going on. Were you in the West Marches session where they, where they went to do reconnaissance and they actually did reconnaissance and they said, can we just stay here for a few days and just no. watch and see? Okay, so yeah, that was the one before you joined because you joined when you actually went into the, okay, so they, they specifically said, look, we just want to do reconnaissance. We just want to sit here and watch to see if we can detect any yeah. patterns. And I was just like, wow, that is really intelligent. And why not? So, okay, your session isn't going to be this dynamic encounter where you get a roll dice and fight. But instead, your, your mission is going to be what kind of skill checks can you do in order to find out and what are you going to do in order to better gather details on your reconnaissance? Why not? And in a campaign setting, why why can't you do that as well? For sure you can, but it's really up to you guys. So if it takes a day, all right, so you've got a day where you've been watching the Tuscali down there to see what the hell they're up to. Well, what does that mean? Does it mean that you're going to be too late? I, what I would, and I thought about this the other day, is that what I would do from where we are now is climb back up the ridge and watch. That's what I would do. Climb back up the ridge and watch, regroup, and not go down the hole not open the trap door and examine the whole place from top to bottom to figure out what we can find out. That's not really what, having done what we've done, yep. that's not what you would do. An army wouldn't do that. An army would just sit there and say, we have done what we have done. We have taken these people out. We will go down the hole. And they would not wait. Well, I mean, this was, this was the, it's the funny kind of thing. you say that. Because, because, because if you look at the, the way that they conducted their, their raids in Vietnam, when you took out the village... And you found the trap doors going down into the ground, into the caves, and into the tunnels. You went straight down into the tunnels. You got them while they're off guard. That was the tactics that you ran. Well, but it's it's funny though that you did mention that about the tactics when it's a military thing. Because have you been reading the journal that Kalen has been producing on in the Google Doc? Kalen, I thought Elbrum was doing one. Well, Elbrum created his, and then Kalen is writing. So his notes are basically a journal where he's talking about what happened in the session from the point of view of Kalen and how yeah. Kalen's interpreting it. In fact, well, here, he's, I'll, I'll show you after, but he actually took his last journal and he basically recorded it. It's an audio journal. Right. <laughs> so that's pretty bloody cool. Jesus. But anyways, he is sitting there saying from his point about what's going on, he's just like, 
if this Tuscali invasion is going on and stuff like this, well, where are the armies? Why, why aren't the armies mobilizing? And I was just like, oh, there are some good questions there. I wonder well, what no, he's going no, to do see, with it. But from our point of view, from our point of view, that's no one is supposed to know about the Tuscali invasion getting to the town. Like, it's not common knowledge that the Tuscali are, ma- are raising a big army to come and attack us. There's no knowledge that the Tuscali are raising an army to attack. All that yeah. is common knowledge is that there has been these Incidents. incursions in a bunch of the villages, and there's a crap ton of refugees that have shown up at the major metropolis yeah. cities from... But these, the, yeah, but these incursions are a long, long way away. Yep. And so there's no... And there hasn't been any incursion in the city until a couple of adventurers found yeah. some Tuscali in the hunt. Yeah, but those incursions are not... They're not invasions. They're like, yep. we are finding them there. Yep. We have not reached... And so what you've got now is you've got a... And a government that's sitting there and saying, yeah, there's been Tuscali in the hunt, and yeah, we've every now and again, we hear of these reports, but we don't, we, there's no evidence of it. Yep. And there's no evidence because we keep killing them off. And so there's no reason to press the panic button and raise the army yet because the, the hunt situation, we carried a Tuscali back through the town. Yeah, that's fine. The government turns around and says, yeah, one of them was found here and, you know, killed a couple of people and, there is no risk of an invasion. One incident is is not an issue. Yep. The Tuscali that were that you find in the pyramids, no one knows about because yep. we killed them. The Tuscali that we find out here, no one knows about because we killed them. Unless we start bringing back Tuscali and saying, "Look, there really is a problem." Yep. Then there isn't going to be an issue. And we have been given instructions that we are there to not create panic. Yep. To gather information and feed it back to the powers that be. Yep. But you know, and, and, and so we don't get to go to write the rule book and say, "Oh, yeah, there's Tuscali invasion. We keep finding them." Yeah. And a dozen or a half a dozen. What did we kill? We killed three there. How many yep. did we kill in the pyramid? We've killed about ten so far. You haven't killed any in the pyramid. Didn't we kill any in the pyramid? Nope. Did they all get away? Did they? Okay, so we so killed three here. You killed. We killed. T- you two killed in, two in the two hunt. In the hunt. And you killed and we killed three here. Three there. That's it. Yeah, five five Tuscali in two different locations. But the GFA two, two killed. Not. They killed six. Yeah, and you've got. And the, then inside the, the pyramid, you found the bodies of two yeah. other ones. And then so, and you've got the town that we're in had a an invasion. Yep. Of Tuscali, but the town's still standing. Yep. But Tuscali haven't occupied it. Yep. So, to all intents and purpose, it was a raiding party that came and raided it. It mm. wasn't a it would be explained as being a raiding party and not as an invasion. Yeah. They're the kinds of things that a government's going to say that there isn't a Tuscali invasion. We don't need to raise the army. We raise the army when we see the Tuscali coming over the hill. Here's the thing, too. Have you been reading the, the roleplay channel in Discord? No. Because I think some of the things would affect some of the, the discussions that you would have with some of the other... Because the, Oraki and Kalen and Akmenis are, are putting in some... Some of their thoughts, which perhaps would affect Calidus's uh, thoughts. But other than that, with what you're talking about, there's been a couple of, of NPC conversations that I've done previously that might be related to what you're saying right now. I shall Spe- read it. Specifically about... I can remember one specific incident of related to the creatures in the hunt and whether or not you, you, you recall that. I think that's probably something I, I probably should point out to the new players as well to make sure they, they go through the roleplay channel and check to see because I do put little bits, hits, hints in there and whatnot. And specifically the reason why I say that too is because when we are talking about what you guys are discovering here too, there is certain other things that I've hinted at with some of the other characters that potentially should be affecting what you guys do and don't do. And I hope that it comes up in your guys' role play because that should actually perhaps help you guys find some of the answers to these things instead of, of being a complete mystery all the time. But it does mean you guys have to be... It does mean you guys should be taking notes and, and having every once in a while in-depth role-playing conversations, perhaps not yeah. about each other's backstory, the, 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 but what about the information you know. Yeah, and the, the difficulty with that is, the, is, the, is making the gap 
that's the big problem with that. When you, if you, to try and make the gap appear, is more often than not in conflict with the game. True enough, because you always just want to have conversation. You just move on to the next encounter and well, stuff like it's that. It's not so much that we. Move, I mean, if you look at our where we go from here. Yeah. Today is Friday. Is it Friday? Game time. Yeah, game time. Or have uh, we already gone past no, our Friday deadline? Uh, Are we Saturday? You arrived like on the. 15th of July at Neber, and then you found out it was going to take two days of hiking to get, to get there, there yeah. which passed so the Friday now. deadline. And so you guys were to have sent some notes to the to Pervastet to no, you were going to we, send we, two we, notes, we, one to Lieutenant Mehmet saying, I forget. Well, in fact, you guys didn't tell me, so I have no idea what you guys were going to send. So I actually, I, I better get you guys to tell me something of that because that I don't want to be like. Oh well, we had meant to send that to him, blah 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 blah. But I know you said we're sending yeah. a note to Lieutenant Mehmet and to and to the Pallet Court, Court to Ahit. And so what you get is you get this this scenario. I'm going to write that, that down. I'm that, going to tell. We have we've missed our deadline. Yeah. Right. And the next decision that we make is to, what do we do now? We've killed three Tuscali. We go down the hole. We sit and wait and watch. We go back to where we were like we were supposed to do because that was the instruction. Yeah. Have we discovered enough information? And, and it could be as simple as there was a, a blood elemental living here. That's where the lake came from. Uh, blood elemental lives here. That's why there's lake. <laughs> End of story. Simple as that. And there's a trapdoor underneath the lake, but we didn't go down it because you wanted to find out what it was. It is nothing related to the, to the vampires. That's the end of it. You could you could go down that path and say, yeah, that's it. End of story. We're not going to do that. We're going to go down the hatch next. Week. Well, we're going to go down. I, the, we're going to go I down that. We're gonna go, let's say we're going to. We will go down the hatch next week. Straight up, absolutely go down there. We will spend the next twenty four hours banging around in some dungeon trying to figure out what the hell's going on. We will barely escape with our lives. We will go back to the town and tell the mayor that we've. Clean the place out. Don't let it happen again. We will get on a ship. We will go back to Perbastet. Yep. We will be called up in front of a heat and being asked, as soon as you saw it was the blood elemental there, you didn't even have to come. You didn't have to kill it. You just had to come back and tell us. That's all we wanted to know. Mm. And then we will be in this debriefing session. And at what point in time we are going to get to have a conversation? The only time we're going to get to have a conversation will be on the boat coming back. I would really love to know how you guys would be able to have uh, reached the conclusion that it was a blood elemental without having triggered it. But oh, th yeah, that look, being look, said, again, to have this deep and meaningful conversation, you've got to find the gap that it's going the to occur. The gap of time in order to and have the gap it. of time. The only gap well, of time that I can see occurring is the gap on the ship going back. I don't know. I don't think your idea of saying, "Well, let's go regroup and sit on the ridge and wait" is a bad thing. Why not? I mean, if Kalidus can convince the other players to do it, then go for it. But it, it, it's up to your ability to convince them, because I'm not going to, to... I don't think... But even then, my, one of the I, things that the, I the think... The problem that you had there is that that's what I'd like to do, but in the current situation that we're in, that's not... From a tactical point I of view... I have a Kalidus question here. You would definitely go down the hole. You can't let whatever has happened outside... Right, be conveyed to whatever is downside and well, give them time to prepare. And we... here's, here's a question for Calidus. At the moment, so the battle's finished, and prior to the battle even starting, you were glowing indigo. Yeah. Would you walk away without knowing why? Would I? Would Calidus? Absolutely. So he would be able to say, oh, screw this. Well, again, in the absence of any piece of information... Yep then I'm glowing indigo when I'm next to the blood lake, which has disappeared. I'm no longer glowing, uh, although I haven't checked that to see if I'm no longer glowing. Am I still glowing? Yep. Okay. So I'm still glowing, Yep. and we're about to go down the hole. This is exactly the same as the scenario as Elbram in the pyramid. Yep. It's the same thing. He, he has a voice saying, this is what's you need to stay, you need to stay. Well, this is, this is my Kalid question. Would Calidus... Calidus... Calidus would he go down? Has or no would... difficulty. Has mm -hmm. no difficulty in throwing aside. Calidus is incredibly objective about this. So he has a scientific background. Yep. History, medicine. 
He's does he now? Because I remember his backstory where his backstory was I want to be a barbarian. I yeah, don't I know. want to be intelligent. <laughs> no, yeah, that's right. Calidus had that. And you'll recall that moment. You'll recall that moment when Calidus was at school and being incredibly intelligent for all Accidentally the time. Accidentally intelligent as, as per the backstory. Yeah, he didn't want to be intelligent. The kid's a freaking genius sitting in a school, <laughs> right, learning stuff, more stuff than you could wave a stick at and thinking, what a complete waste of time. I want to go and be an adventurer. And so he goes down. I want to go and be a barbarian. Yeah, and so he goes down onto the dock, right, wanting to be a barbarian and saves the lives of all of the people on the ship because of his knowledge. Yeah. It is at that point when he recognized that it's one thing to be a barbarian and want to be a barbarian even if you're bad at it, and it's another thing to take all of the stuff that you're good at and go, I am really good at this stuff. This is what I'm going to do. So Calidus looks at, is, is incredibly able to be objective from that moment, from that point in time, yeah. to look at this and go, do you throw yourself on the grenade? Yeah. Yep, that's how it goes. There are, we can go and save the town or we can go back and, and you know, help save the life of the person that's been kidnapped. No, bugger it. She knew she was going to get kidnapped. She knew there was a chance of dying. That's her own fault. It's, it's one or many. And he's glowing purple. Does he care? No, he doesn't actually care. Does he want to know? He's, he does want to know, but it is having absolutely no effect on him other than the fact that he glows in the dark. It'll make him a target, and he'll well, light although up. Although you do know that but, it's related to the Vril Stone. Oh, yeah, yeah. But is he going... I mean, and the thing about that is, I'm glowing purple. Am I going to throw away a Vril Stone? I know what the impacts of the Vril Stone are. I know that while I don't know how to control it, mm. but the more times I use it, the less likely it is that it's having a bad effect. The better I get at using my spells less likely it's having a bad effect. I do know that when it goes wrong, it goes horribly wrong. So in the past, it went wrong, and yes, things I, I got hurt, but not badly hurt. Now when I get hurt, or now when it goes wrong, it goes seriously badly wrong. But it's this balancing act. And mm. you look at it and go, I'm better off using it than not using it in critical situations. In a non-critical situation, yeah, don't use a critical situation where it's like you're the last one standing. Yep, yep, roll the dice and go all or nothing. Mm. That's the kind of objectivity that's coming out. Turning purple, that's nothing. If my arm falls off and I'm turning purple, it's like, I'll think about that when the other arm falls off. Then I'll start to worry about it. At this point in time, we know there's a connection. What happens, though? So Until it goes wrong, hmm. uh, and until... Because I, the, Calidus, will look, well, at this, so, so, Calidus so, will look at this and go... Am I going to make everybody stay here, right, to find out why I'm turning purple for something that doesn't, but, that can't be explained? And but it, you, you've just said that you feel that and you're getting better and better at using the Vril Stone, so yeah. wouldn't this potentially mean this is the first time you've, you're seeing something that's happening related to the Vril Stone that is more than randomness? Would you not want to find out maybe this is you getting control? Or or the complete opposite, maybe this is the end of the Vril Stone. I, I look at this and saw this as being the end of the Vril Stone. My, in, in, in the very, very early on in the, when the last Tuscali was about to be killed yeah. and I'd taken off my backpack, it was like, yes, and the Tuscali flies off with my backpack in which the Vril Stone is. And it was like, yeah, okay, that's the end of the real stone. That was good. I have to admit, I've been waiting for a scenario where you guys encounter some goblinist or banditist type of thing, and you guys take off your backpacks to and go and fight do. it, and they head for your backpacks. And they, <laughs> they just go. I fully expected as a scully to come out of the ground and grab the, mm. grab the pack and go. But in, in the situation that we're in now, and I think that I'm, I get better at, I have more control. I have no. I don't have any control over it. I have a 
the probability of a good outcome is better than the probability of a bad outcome. That's something that's been showing no, up. That is just well, that's, pure luck. Okay, <laughs> so that's just pure luck. Okay, well that okay, but still, right? Yeah. That may be pure luck because it's a dice roll. Calidus yeah. sees that as as he gets better at it, this is what's happening. Mm. That's what he's seeing. Mm. And based on the facts, as I use it more and get more experienced, I get better at it. Right? And progressively better, progressively worse. Progressively better. I had a 50% of a good out- chance of a good outcome at the yeah. start. I now have a 70% chance of a good outcome. That's what Calidus sees. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what's actually happening. Yeah. True. True. Yeah? That is yeah. not based on that's what not you're doing. Play or, uh, yeah. This is based on what this Calidus is This is based on Calidus' observation. Yeah. If your roll chart says that there's a 50% yeah. outcome yeah. of good and bad, yeah. I just happen to be on a winning streak at present. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And until that changes, yeah. then Calidus will not change the position, move away from the position of this is what's going on. He will just think, as I get better at it, the more spells I use, this is the conclusion that he's going to draw in the absence of anything else. And the only thing he's got is I turn purple. Yep. Can I put that together and say turning purple has something to do with me controlling the Brillstone? This is more like I turn purple because the Brillstone controls me. I get close to the lake. I'm holding the Brillstone. I turn purple. Yeah. Even if I thought... Except now that the if, lake it, is it, gone and you're still purple. Yeah. Or, sorry, indigo, indigo. Yeah, but, and it's my relationship to how close I am to where the lake was if I walk away from the lake. And we don't know whether it's the lake or the columns or the, where the actual center of it is. Even if I was told specifically, if there was a sign mm. that says the secret to the drill stone is down the, down the trap door, <laughs> you would then look at the others and go, okay, the secret to the drill stone is down the trap door. Do we go? Mm. Right? Because, and Calidus would argue that that's not a reason to go down the, down the trap door. Mm. Right? The secret of the real stones down the trapdoor, don't go. Because that's not in the grand scheme of things. Having Calidus be better at what he does does not solve the Tuscalian invasion, but, the rise of Cobol, the split well, within the the split within if, the in the group. Unless Calidus is going to go down there, find though. the real if there was a sign. It's no that different said, than a, if, a sword. Does a does a better sword give you a better odds of being able to deal with the Tuscalian invasion? In some yeah. ways, yes, it's a tool. So, yes. I mean, is is understanding the Vrilstone better a thing that's going to provide you with... Be- I would argue that, well, why wouldn't it be? Because a tool is a tool. Yeah, but the, on the other... What you're arguing is that if you go down here, you will gain the advantage of this tool, right? Well, but I'm not saying it, that. I'm just no, saying no, from no. the probability that, but let's, that there's an we, answer in a let, hole, assume, I would say that from that yeah, probability... Let's, let's, yeah. assume, let's assume that's the answer. That, mm. that the information is the big sign. Go down here; you'll learn about the real stone. Yeah. There is a possibility that people will die, and what you gain is you gain one person gets an advantage at what they do. Mm-hmm. How many of the six people do you sacrifice to get it? Especially when you consider that you can't see it. If the sword was stuck in the stone, and you had to fight seventeen black dragons to get to it, and there was no guarantee that you would pull the sword out of the stone. Do you fight the black dragons? And the answer to that one is, yeah, you do because it's a game, but no, you don't <laughs> because you don't, you wouldn't, that's not what you're there for. If the, if the group does not get back, the group, the group itself is more important than the individual in this Except, particular uh, scenario. Yeah, no, no, I, I understand, but I would, I would think that in your black dragon analogy that if at the end of the day you knew that that sword gave you an advantage and an edge to deal with the the larger issue. Okay, so maybe it's not about us going down there and fighting 17 dragons, but it's certainly about us. How the hell do we do this and and all of us walk away? And that's, now, the, and that's the issue. And, and perhaps... The, it, is the, it is the us issue that becomes the problem. And it's the us issue in this situation that if the sign was there that said, this is the secret to the real stone... You, you, you still have to ask the question is, yeah, okay, walk down there and get away. But what else is it that we're supposed to be doing? Because if we go down there, and yes, we may gain some advantage from this, but if there's a time constraint, and right now we had to be back there three days ago, if, for example, 
some very clever person had taken Lady Alashera and had injected her with a, a poison that was going to kill her in a certain time frame unless we found out about this. By staying the extra day, she dies. You don't know the other end of the story. You just you, you balance out the set of prob- probabilities. Calidus looks at these probabilities and says, anything that benefits me at the risk of the team isn't going to fly unless everybody's in on it and that they've weighed up all of the other possibilities, all of the other things that we need to achieve. So if there's a big sign saying the secret's here, we have to have the discussion that says, well, you could die and that doesn't gain do we, us anything. We, do we risk an extra day when we don't know what the consequences of being late are. Yeah, yeah. It's a good point. It's a good point. So you get all of that stuff lumped in together. And Calidus is, his history, his training, his schooling has been about scientific method and magic. This is totally objective. There is no, it, it it is medicine, it is history, learning by example. He has done nothing. He's he's learnt that intuition is not is not science, is not fact, right? And that, and that what you want isn't necessary. And the big lesson is that running headlong into a certain I death know, on a wharf because you want to be a barbarian, like that's a real yeah. You learn that one. I was sitting there thinking about again the seventeen dragon analogy, and when there's a time constraint and stuff like this, what what do you do? Do you do you go fight the dragons hand in hand, hoping that hoping that you win? Do you send in minions? But the thing is, is in the game, hirelings and minions are not part of, or at least not part of this campaign. I know you've been wanting to have higher people, but after I seen the imbalance, I only want Daryl, and I only want although Darryl. Uh, I only want Daryl because Daryl brings entertainment, and Daryl. Well, brings no, no, no. I, I, the, it's the, something I, I probably should be thinking about. Is can you? Could you hire a bunch of mercenaries and send them in to deal with the 17 dragons? And from the point of view of if it is an encounter where you guys are fighting one-on-one with some other creature, and like, for example, when you guys had Onka and you were dealing with the clockwork mummies, that severely swayed things to your guys' side. So it was, to me, it was, although there was a lot going on in that session, you missed that session, I thought it was a very frivolous battle because as long as Onka was there, you guys were walking away from it. And, and, and I mean, and I, I know hiring, that might seem the, the, a little the, bit harsh. And but, the hiring of minions to go and fight a, a battle against a, a, a team that you don't think you're going to, to beat is perfectly reasonable. But only if the minions exist. In the town that we're currently in, you no, can't, I, I know, it, it, I know, you can't but, hire minions I know, there. but what I'm, what I'm getting at is in, in the situation of, of you dealing with the 17 Dragons... I think, you know, from a DM point of view, I think I'm just, I'm, I'm starting to lean towards, why not? But I would have you guys, so your characters, your main characters would be sitting back here. You guys would still deal with the minions going into that battle, and I would have to rethink how that battle would be. It wouldn't be like a regular, I guess it would be more like a skill check battle than a, pro- yeah, a battle where your regular battle. players are in there. But if you, yeah. if, but if you, there actually, is, I mean, there, why not? That does is, make a good and that, point, and that works okay. But the the preceding step to that is the is where the complexity lies. We know so in this particular scenario, if it's not three to Scully, it's one hundred and thirty to Scully. We have gone out there, we've climbed up the side of the cliff, we've seen there's a gazillion to Scully in there. We've gone, oh my god, we're not going to win, and we would, and the shockwave has gone off. We've seen what's going on, and we would then bolt back to town and go. The only way we're going to do this is to hire an army. You yeah. get back to that town, and you say we want to hire an army, and they go, "We haven't got them. They all ran off and they died." So that's the end of that one. You've got to go back to Perbastet. You've got to raise the army, come back out there, and that works. You couldn't raise an army, for example, to go into the pyramid because the whole story would have failed. On the you know, we're going into the pyramid, and by the way, we bought our own army. No, that ain't going to fly. Well, here's so the thing: raising too. an mm. army works. Raising an army works if the environment allows you to raise the army. And in our situation, nothing. No. In our situation, how the hell would you guys, you're starting to get a name for yourselves, but how would you be able to convince a bunch of people to go and do anything except look, by the, money? And the other and thing about that money? too is that the stuff that we are doing at this point in time 
does not allow you to raise an army. We are not doing things that are condoned in any way by everybody in positions yeah, yeah. of power. Right now, we're out running a, an exercise for the pallet court and no one else knows about it. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, yep, we're just going to raise an army for the pallet court and you can see Queen Mishkenet going, you're what? I don't think so. Zap! And you're gone. Goddess Queen Mishkenet, yeah. There is this whole... Yeah, it would be nice to have minions raise armies, all that kind of stuff. Well, and, and here's the things I, I, too. If like, we if we just get a minion that that cleans our house, that'd be pretty cool. And if everybody had a familiar with them or a minion with them to help them as they went along, then issues like carrying packs and water and all that maybe it wouldn't be an issue. I can't imagine you're going to get a minion that's that's going to be. Built like a, a hulk. free minion. You're going, you're going to get a minion that's going to be. A it was nice to have Daryl, who was a slave, who would do that stuff. Because I remember you saying that, oh, it would be cool if if Daryl, because when when Saber was part of it, that Daryl was also an engineer and he would be able to, to take care of, to fix, yeah, to fix Saber whenever because he's an engineering background. But yeah, those kinds of things. Yeah, just having a minion because he's a slave. That would be something I'd have to sit there and think about having a minion that you have to pay to carry your stuff so there's a consequence as compared to a slave. I don't think that that works. I don't think you can have a minion that carries your stuff. If you look at the tip, your typical minion, if you are a warrior, your typical minion isn't going to carry a lot of stuff. He might carry some food and some water skins, but he's certainly not going to be carrying all of your armor and all the rest of it. He's not going to be that big and that strong. He might lead a pack animal that does that, right? And the pack animal's loaded up with the tent and, and everything that you need. And you might set the tent up and do all that kind of stuff. But you've, you're sort of moving from a, a minion that's sort of this back-and-call instantaneous thing where we are mobile and able to adapt and able to move. I imagine that we wouldn't be quite so fast traveling through the countryside if we had minions to yep. deal with. Well, here, here's the other thing, too. So Daryl was a slave. He was a cobalt slave. He was part of the dragon kin. And I was just sitting there thinking about this. And, and your background is that you are from between the, the cities that are between the Southlands and Midgard. So you're very much on the edge. In fact, you are directly south of the Dragon Kingdom uh, in Midgard. Now, in Nuria Natal and all the northern part of the Southlands, they have a ridiculous hatred of the Dragon Folks because the Dragon Folks are the only... They're the creatures that have... I forget how many times over the past couple hundred years attacked the the southlands especially the north and have decimated like there there was you had learned that the minotaur player that you had found that uh, he was from the city that had been decimated by the dragons so all the slaves in purbest that are dragon folk kin now oraki comes from an area where the dragons would be hated and so that discrimination would be ingrained in her same with Elbrum. You were on the edge. You were kind of outside of that. So the question is, does Calidus accept slavery? And Odvik is outside of that from where he comes from. So does he accept slavery? And Akmenus, well, he's also from an area that would have been decimated by dragons. So the question here is, when you guys have minions, would you willingly accept Dragon kin as slaves to t carry around with you. That's an interesting thing. Uh, I think. And how would I Kaelin Kaelin, take I think, it? I think, Kaelin... Kaladis, I think Kaladis would be would be again objective about this and would look at his history and know that a slave that is treated like a slave doesn't engender loyalty, doesn't engender commitment. You want you want to have your slave, but you want your slave to. <laughs> want to be, you want to have your slave and you want your slave you want to have your slave there. want to be a slave you, have your, you want to have your slave and you want your slave to be want to be there or to be part of the process so a slave can't be treated like a slave he would know from well, then you'd have uprising. to pay for him and he'd be a, a proper minion yeah and, and yeah exactly so an employee. you wouldn't have a slave you'd have you'd have something that was more like a minion and even if you didn't pay your minion you would still have to your minion in such a way 
that he would be deemed to be part of the process, not being a slave. Calidus would, would look at the slave uprisings that have happened in the past. He would look at the, the issues about master and servant relationship that he's read in the history and go, yeah, capturing people and using them for slaves, he would recognise that doesn't work. Mm. But that's what you guys did with Daryl while he was with you in your refugee tent. That's true. We did that with Daryl. We captured... Well, did we, did we capture Daryl and keep him as a slave? No, we didn't. We, we, we killed his brother and everybody else that was yes. there. <laughs> right. And then we took him away to a better life. And we didn't lock the door on him. So we didn't treat him like a slave. We allowed him the freedom. And we gave him the money and said, here, go out, get a massage, come back when you're feeling better. And he never and came back. And we never came back again. Yeah. We took the first step. And, and it was a perfectly logical first step. He's never known anything but the life that he had as a slave. To give him the freedom to go out and do that, you would hope that he would come back because he had nowhere else to go. And part of that is that if you've got nowhere else to Except go, you, 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 you come you, back to you us. Ha- of course, you always have to be careful too because what you're also doing is everybody hates the dragon folk. So you would have to keep up the semblance of a slavery because if, if it was found out otherwise, what would be the consequence? Yeah, and you'd look at that and you'd say, "Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do, you wouldn't go down that path if that was going to be an issue. Then you wouldn't use them as a minion. You would, if you wanted to use the dragon folk for anything, then you'd have to take the dragon folk and you would take them as a member of the team. But rather would you, than would as a you, minion. so would you remove their slave collar? Well, yeah, you would because it, are we talking about that as a as a slave as a minion, or are we well, talking about that thing. as a because it seems so. Daryl is a slave. He's got his slave collar. Yeah. And if you don't want him to be a slave anymore, so while you're in Pervestet, do you take off his slave collar? Yeah, but Daryl's not a a dragon folk. Yeah, he is kobold. Kobolds are dragon kin. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Yep. Oh, okay. Kobolds are part oh, of the dragon. Well, dragon kin. I would think I, w- I would look at that and say, well, does it really matter? I mean, he's only two foot tall, so who cares? And he's not. You, you a, guys might not care, but what would the? How about the the regular citizens seeing? He. Part of that is that, yes, they may despise him, but he's not a threat. He's not a physical threat. When you see him, he's, he's like the urchins that run the street. Hard to say. And so We'd you have to see that. what happens. Uh, and would you take off his collar? Well, if he comes back, we'll worry about it then. And does he care that he's a slave? Because that's the other thing. If he doesn't want to be a slave, then we don't actually care. From our point of view, yeah, it'd be nice to have someone there to chat to and nice home-cooked meal every now and again, that'd be fun. But if we don't have him, we don't care. So and the other thing, though, is he doesn't even know about your guys' new apartment either. I thought he did. Nope. He, dis- that, he doesn't know. He disappeared okay. before. Did he disappear before we... Yeah. In- oh, okay. Yeah. Did, didn't we leave a note in the tent? I thought we did. I don't know. Did you? No, I'm pretty sure we left a note in the tent <laughs> saying, this is where it is. Please bring the stuff. <laughs> Is that in the player notes? I'll have to read the player notes. Go back and find that. (laughs) We left a note. And the other thing. Write it in. Type it in. (laughs) And the other thing, too, is that I I thought that we had, I was sure we had made an arrangement. You had had, had done something to let him know. You had numerous conversations of, let's get Daryl, move our stuff into the new place. Yeah. But he was gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that we had done something about making sure that was going to. And look, if Daryl has disappeared there's not a lot that we can do about it if we find him later ran off with the masseuse could have run off with the masseuse that could be it for all we know he could have gone back to uh hakan's place we go there is an interesting thing there's a a plot hook that i didn't even consider Daryl goes back to hakan's place oh hakan's vacant place that was yeah that was my number well that's where i expected well it was under police that is exactly where i expect him to be yeah, that's that. That would be a good point. You know that that was that's the whole he, he would knew go, his that's entire where life. He would, yeah, that's where he would well. go back to, and to go back there and to find out that he's formed his own little army of all of the people that he's met on the streets while he's been uh, out yeah. having his massage, <laughs> and all of the runaway he's slaves, the slave now, insurrection. He's yeah, he's, he's, he's rescuing the well, cobalt well, more than a, the, the actual his bigger the actual dragon folk kin. I, I see it more as being a, a horde of the, the Oliver Twist people. Fagan's group of, of thieves, that's what they are. They're all there. They've taken off their collars and they're all 
wandering around disguised stealing watches and and money purses from people <laughs> that are wandering down the street. Do you know that the Dragonborns, so the Dragonborn and Kobolds, so those are the dragon kin, dragon folk, they make up all of the slaves in Pervastet. And the slaves in Pervastet, I think, are the second largest population underneath the humans. After the, are they? I thought they were living dead. Well, Oh, well, yeah, dead. right. Okay, yeah. so in, if you include the loyal dead, yes, the loyal, loyal dead, dead yeah. far exceed the... Yeah, everybody else. Everybody else, that for sure. Yeah. Anyway, I think we should probably wrap it up there. So, good session. We sure rambled on quite a bit. Till next time, guys. We'll catch you guys later. Hello, good people of the interwebs. This episode is now done, dusted, and finished. I do hope you enjoyed it, and I'll be back in just one week.